As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Great run. You did it. Murphy, you're a big shot, but I've never seen you run a half marathon. Sears, you're Mr. Sound Off. How weren't you out on this course? All that matters right here. Kiss this, fellas. What's his problem? You want to run a marathon? Hell no. I call Domino's. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears, featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. Alongside John Sears, I'm Keith Murphy. Right, congratulations to, to Mark Freund, who ran a marathon. A half marathon. Half marathon. Uh, but why is he coming after us? We're working. Yeah, we don't have time this to is train. A work day for we us. don't have time to train for a marathon. We're Sundays working. are work days. This show, someone's got to do it. 515-282-9010 to sound off. Hot topic, Brock Purdy and the Cyclones race out to a 20-point lead and cruise at Texas Tech 34-24. Cyclones have won 10 straight games mm. in the month of October. The Hawkeyes get the win. They need it. 26-20 over Purdue. Both Iowa and Iowa State remain in the hunt to reach their conference championship game. Sound off, 515-282-9010. Quarterback Brock Purdy says the Cyclones have a chance to do things that have never been done before at Iowa State. He's right, especially if Iowa State can play every game in October. Among Power 5 teams, the Cyclones have the nation's longest October winning streak. Second, Alabama. The problem is, ISU played Baylor in September. I know I'm repeating myself, but that loss in Waco, where the Cyclone offense waited until the fourth quarter to get off the bus, looms large, and objects in the rearview mirror will grow closer than they appear. Cyclones are now who we thought they were, a team Favored week after week, even on the road. They won't be favored at Oklahoma, but get more consistent, run the table. Don't have to worry about that loss at Baylor. By the way, three running backs had carries at Baylor, none named Brees Hall. He's the guy. Meantime, the Hawkeyes won, not with cathartic style points many fans wanted, but all is not lost. Iowa is a top 20 team with a win over a top 25 team, the aforementioned Iowa State, and two competitive losses, one to number six Penn State, the other to number 19 Michigan. Iowa special teams and defense are good, 
and the offense has too much talent to stay stuck in neutral. Give it time, see what happens. Illinois just reminded everyone, it ain't over till it's over. Whew, man, let me say that again. How about the Illini? All right, time for I think. Scan the high school football score page any given week, and one thing jumps out, blowouts. Every week, it feels like more and more games are turning into one-sided woodshed beatings, games that are nowhere near competitive. Ankeny won last week 90-7. Roosevelt beat Sioux City West earlier this season 93-0, and it probably could have been worse. Remember when we thought there was a big gap between the Metro and suburban schools here in Central Iowa? Oh, there is. But the gap is even bigger once you get outside the CIML. The last two weeks across the state of Iowa, 86 games have been decided by more than 40 points. 17 of those by 60 or more. I think this is a big problem for the game of football, and it's only getting worse. Participation in football as a whole is slowly declining. Now, it's still the most popular high school sport, but it's trending in the wrong direction. We've already had numerous forfeits this year because of low numbers. Concussions have spearheaded the charge in football's declining numbers, but soon these lopsided scores will add to the amount of kids that decide where to spend their time. Winning is not everything, I get that, but not many kids wanna work really hard six days a week, sacrifice a ton, only to get blown out every Friday. It's embarrassing, humiliating, and just not fun. The big schools that dominate likely won't ever have to worry about this problem. But the schools that are lucky to scratch out a victory every season, the small schools that are already lacking numbers, those are the programs in trouble. Kids will find other ways to spend their time. If something doesn't change, I do believe some schools will eventually be forced to drop the sport of football for good. Really good points there, John, and I agree with you. It's, it's not the concussion concerns mm. as much right now. It is the competitive concerns. Yeah. If you know you're losing 80 or 90 to nothing every week, you don't want to go out for the, the football team, and you don't see declining numbers where teams win. You see declining oh, no. numbers where teams are losing big. People want to play for Valley. People want to play for Dowling and Waukee. They want to play for those schools, but it's the ones where, like I said, scratch out, maybe get a win a season. That, that's tough to play for. Peyton is in Ames uh, with Cyclone football on the mind. Hello, Peyton. What did you think of the game at Texas Tech? Hey, how we doing, guys? First good. time caller. I love the show. Great. Thank um, you. Love the game this weekend. You know, look good uh, after that second half. Campbell changed the way we turned things around. I like that a lot. But Purdy, you know, through that interception, but he's looking great. Purdy is a leader of the future. He'll be a two-time Heisman contender, and he's going to the league, no doubt. Um, but you can't look beside uh, Brees Hall, freshman. I mean, he is looking great out there, guys, past two games, and this week I'm putting up big numbers. I love the way Iowa State football is looking right now. Uh, somebody needed to step he up and really take good. that running back yeah, position. And, and, John, they have the running back, uh, Brees Hall. I don't expect him to vacate that spot anytime soon if he stays healthy. A uh, different team with him at, at, at running back. Yeah, and Campbell's being careful with Pretty what he says too. about Brees Hall. You know, sure. he, he said, you know, the, the typical thing about, you know, don't want to fill his, heads, his head with, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're so good, you're so good, you're so good. He's trying to keep it in perspective, but he knows Brees Hall's the guy. I'll tell you who is so good, Brock Purdy. He's a, he's a great college I said I said right now he's the second-best quarterback in the Big 12. But time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny Ref Judges, Mike from Madison, Wisconsin, says he was surprised that when he met Vice President Mike Pence, Andy <laughs> Fails was protecting the Vice President. I had noticed this. Tiny Ref? 
No, no. We can account for Andy's And he doesn't have a second job. Okay. Uh, Morgana? Yeah, Morgana, Morgana says yeah. Uh, uh, Robert Windsor from Penn State is Biff from Back <laughs> to the Future. Tiny ref? It is Biff. <laughs> He's a terror, too, on the D-line for the Nittany Lions. Uh, send your lookalikes to sound off at whotv.com. Guys, there are times when we laugh at our stupid sports arguments, right? What would happen if you put Brock Purdy on the Hawkeyes team? Well, that's exactly the kind of debate we need right now. It's What's Bugging Andy next. Time for another game of knockout. One has to go. Highest grossing football movies of all time. One must go. Jerry Maguire, The Blind Side, The, y- the Longest Yard. That's the 2005 Longest Yard. Or The Waterboy. It, it's Waterboy's out for me. Probably Waterboy. Ah, longest Yard? The remake? I, I'm not saying it's good, but have you seen The Waterboy? Uh, we've had no shortage of divisive hot topics in local sports. And that's what's bugging Andy. You know, it's funny. In most years, we get past the Iowa-Iowa State game, and we sort of chill out, settle back into our jovial sports worlds, right? We're done fighting. We go back to our respective homes where we can just focus on stuff like the next opponent and which uniform looks best, and most of all, be happy. Well, not this year. And ever since the end of the Cyhawk football game, whoa. We have been buried in sticky, nasty, chunky, funky, stinks like a monkey subjects that have us divided along too many lines to count. I mean, Cyhawk lines, political lines, Dowling versus public school lines, even Ragbri has been cleaved in two and now forces us to choose sides and fight. The Iowa band, Carson King, the Des Moines Register, the assistant coach from Lincoln, which group will ride our stinking bikes with, for God's sakes? And I feel like there has been one heavy, unpleasant subject after another that has bogged us down worse than the pasta dish at the Cheesecake Factory. We desperately need a good old trivial sports argument to service as sort of sports talk laxative right now. Huh? But we need a distraction. I'm going to try to get it started, okay? How about this? Hayden Fry is overrated. Never really won any game that mattered outside the state. What, the one regular season game against Michigan sent the Hawks to another Rose Bowl that they lost? Does that make you mad? (laughs) Good. Let's talk about that instead. Johnny Orr should have worn a toupee. That's way before Michael Jordan and Vin Diesel made bald cool. He was a good guy, did some good things, but all would have been a little better with some hair. Discuss. Here we go. No matter what you say, Iowa and Iowa State are each other's biggest rivals. And their annual football game or basketball game is always the biggest one on their schedules. Want to fight about it? Ha! Yes! Do it! Right here, right now, in the name of good, shallow, pointless, no one can ever really win sports talk. Yes! Let's do this. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Friday night, five foot six in cleats. Jose Altuve sent the Astros to the World Series. Houston plays Washington for the title. Altuve's height figures in who's in your five. Plus more live calls, 515-282-9010. We'll talk to Brian and Hartford next.
Twitter is at SoundOff13. Facebook is SoundOff Nation. Andrew writes, ISU offense is clicking, especially with running game figured out. Defense is who we thought they'd be. Besides Oklahoma, ISU is better than everyone on remaining schedule. Kicking turnovers will determine if 9-3 and or 8-4. and Jack writes, ISU is a legitimate contender to make it to the Big 12 championship. Obviously needs some help, but the offense and defense are good enough. That El Tuve home run Saturday night, by yeah. the way. Just last night, yeah. Yeah, gosh, where's the time gone? I haven't been training for a marathon. Who's in your five in honor of El Tuve? Five favorite short athletes. Uh, number five, Muggsy Bogues. Oh, great. Five, three. Looked uh, so out of place out there, but he could ball. Number four, former Cyclone Troy Davis. Mm. Just five, eight, but what a running back. Number three, Iowa's golden boy, Troy uh, I'm sorry, Tim Dwight, five foot eight, maybe, maybe five eight. With some cleats on on yeah, cement. He, he was great. Number two, Simone Biles, 25 championship medals. And at number one, Barry Sanders, five eight, He's but one of watch. the most fun players to watch. There's ever. another Sanders too. Bob Sanders wasn't a big guy either. Well, he'd still look like he could hit, though. Did you see him he, might, he looks bigger than he did in college. Brian is in Hartford. Uh, Brian, welcome to Sound Off. Hey, Keith, big fan here. Thank you, Brian. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm just looking at the schedule and uh, big Husker fan here. Go Big Red. And, you know, I mean, are any Iowa fans necessarily scared? We all saw the Wisconsin game and Illinois beat them and Nebraska I would say handled them pretty well. And I just think that game after Thanksgiving is going to be a good one. I, I think it'll be a good one, it's too. It's not a uh, gimme, I, I don't sure. think, yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I think Iowa should fully expect to have to play a good game to win at Nebraska. Yeah. And uh, Nebraska well, needs to win this Well, especially with the lackluster game. performance against Purdue. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was nothing to brag about. No, it, it wasn't. I was going to have to play better offensive football to beat Nebraska. And, John, Nebraska is going to want this badly. Oh. Uh, it, what's it been, four in a row to I think, Iowa? I think it's four in a row. But four yeah, in a row, yeah. Yeah, even if uh, both teams are just playing for win number seven and win number eight, I think I think it'll mean a little more for Nebraska this year. Don't they want to end that streak at home? Yes. I mean their fans are tired of losing I, to Iowa. I, I think both teams, of course, are going to want it. Yeah. But yes, I think it's fair to say that Nebraska will want it a little more. So Iowa better come ready to play. That's a few weeks away though. Over under, uh, overrated LeBron James human rights spokesman. Mm-hmm. Underrated LeBron James train rack actor. He's pretty he's good. Pretty, at he's actually yeah, pretty he's, good he's in that movie. Yeah. That. Yeah. Up next, Lovey Smith and his beard. Help the Hawkeyes with a stunning upset of Wisconsin. We'll face off and finish up sound off. A time for face off, and we start with another example of Harrison Barnes doing nice things. Barnes and his wife will help pay for the funeral of, of a Tatiana Jefferson, the Texas woman who was shot dead in her home by police. Barnes has done nothing but represent Ames and Iowa with class. Harrison's done a lot of good, John. He has. Respect for the boys in blue. Officers from out of state ran today's Des Moines Marathon in uniform 
alongside Zoe, the widow of fallen officer Tony Bimenio. Uh, there are many uh, micro stories in any marathon, and mm -hmm. this is one of the best props to all who ran. Yeah. Wisconsin looked like a potential playoff team and lost to Illinois as a 31-point favorite. How does that happen? I, by the beard of lovey, no oh. one saw this coming. It's a reminder the other team has talent, too, and they're also trying to win. You take a win for granted, as Wisconsin certainly did, eat humble pie. Oh, man, Illinois? Illinois. How does I can't believe that outcome. Minnesota is 7-0 for the first time since 1960. What happened in 1960? Minnesota won the national championship. Well, Minnesota won't <laughs> row the boat that far. The schedule gets harder, but good for the Gophers. Playing well. Yeah. No one should be surprised. Alan Lazard proved he can make big plays as an NFL receiver. The only surprise was Lazard not being drafted. Yeah, it's hard to imagine if Lazard had worn an Oklahoma or Ohio State uniform, he wouldn't have been drafted. Mm -hmm. But he's got what it takes, including Aaron Rodgers' respect, which is no small thing. For sure. Major power outage this weekend. Many homes, mm -hmm. including yours, had no electricity for a couple hours. Murph, what I'm wondering is, what was it like back in the days before electricity? Okay, I mean, like, like what'd you do? Play board games? Churn butter? Nothing. Chance to share some history and you pass. Fine. I tried. Knockout, one had to go. Top football box office movies of all time. And the longest yard, the one with Adam Sandler, not Burt Reynolds, is out 34% of the boat. All right, uh, 60 seconds sound off, so we have uh, just a little bit of time left in the show here. We're going to get it started with uh, Jason in Ames. Hello, Jason. Hello. So I saw that this weekend Kansas put 48 points up on Texas. And I know this is a few weeks out, but if you're Iowa State, how much more confidence do you have seeing that? A lot more confidence. Yeah. You're talking about playing Texas. Yeah, a lot more. I mean, I think before the season you're thinking, man, I hope we can, you know, likely, likely, could happen, likely lose at Oklahoma, but maybe, mm -hmm. maybe we can get Texas. Now I think the feeling is I think we're going to get Texas at home. When we're going to be and them. you may need Kansas to beat Baylor at the end of the season, which now maybe you don't give up on that. Baylor finishes with Oklahoma. Oh, oh hang, hang on. <sighs> One minute. Was he in the Ooh. marathon? Uh, he just, he just right. finished. That's like a 12-hour like marathon. Anthony in Des Moines, we got about 20 seconds. Uh, how's it going, guys? Good. 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 All right. Uh, I'd just like to give a little shout-out to Cousin from uh, Sheridan that just rolled over the parochial school, Des Moines Christian, 41 to 13. Pretty proud of the small town guys going and beating a Des Moines team that, you know, gets a pull out of all Des Moines with the Ankeny Centennial quarterback, D1 prospect, you know, and goes in and rolls. I'm really proud of those guys. All right. The Chargers. Uh, you can Come hear the pride in your voice. Sheraton. Thank you. Well, that is going to do it for us, and we're back next week, and we hope you are too. We end with thoughts and prayers for the family of Eric Cooper. Uh, Eric was so proud of Des Moines, Hoover High School, and Iowa State University. Uh, he was a really nice man. Uh, had a knee surgery just this week, had a blood clot from the knee surgery, and uh, unfortunately, Eric Cooper died. He was just 52 years old. Rest in peace, Coop.
Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.